Welcome to Counter Apologetics. Teleological evil. Darwin once wrote, With respect to the theological view of the question, this is always very painful to me. I am bewildered. I had no intention to write atheistically, but I cannot persuade myself that a beneficent and omnipotent God would have designedly created the parasitic wasp with the express intention of their feeding within the living bodies of caterpillars. End quote. Darwin was disturbed by a case of teleological evil. Teleological evil occurs in virtue of the natural purpose of a thing. It's suffering that's caused by organisms acting in accordance with one or more of their natural purposes or their design plan. This is not the problem of unintelligent design. To put it crudely, writes Felipe Leon, the problem of dysteleology is the problem of stupid design, the problem of teleological evil is the problem of malevolent design. Predation is the most obvious example here. The natural order has been designed such that animals must savagely kill and devour each other just in order to survive. Predators with large, sharp teeth and claws tear the flesh off their prey and snap their bones, and often start feeding on them while they're still alive. To quote David Attenborough, People who accuse us of putting in too much violence should see what we leave on the cutting room floor. In the context of arguments from evil, There's a common distinction made between moral evil and natural evil, an example of moral evil being the misuse of free will to hurt someone, and an example of natural evil being an earthquake or other natural disaster. Teleological evil is a subset of natural evil, but it's harder to reconcile than ordinary natural evil, since natural evil typically has no purpose. To quote Leon again, This appears to be a much more formidable problem for theism than mere moral evil or non-teleological natural evil. Perhaps the most obvious reason is that unlike teleological evil, moral and non-teleological natural evil involve no clear or otherwise natural presumption that evil was intended by God. By contrast, with teleological evil, it is part of the very design plan and natural purpose or function of an entity that it causes evil. In such cases, It's natural to infer that if there is a God, then it is part of the very intention of God to ensure horrific suffering. The North American short-tailed shrew secretes venom from its salivary glands and its lower jaw to paralyze prey. The point of the paralysis is not to kill the prey, but to keep it alive for an extended period of time to allow for prolonged feeding. The shrew can infect its prey and then graze on it for days until it eventually succumbs to its injuries. The North American short-tailed shrew is not guilty of wrongdoing. It's not a moral agent. Of course, I'm not saying that predators are evil. Neither are parasitic worms or flesh-eating bacteria. They just have the physical and psychological attributes they have in the biological order in which they find themselves, where creatures are pitted against one another in a vicious fight to the death that's lasted for eons and will continue for eons. Vast numbers of organisms are designed such that they cannot survive, they cannot feed themselves or their children, unless they savagely kill and devour each other, 
predators could have instead been scavengers or herbivores, or some other kind of organism that absorbs energy without tearing sentient creatures limb from limb. A staggering amount of suffering visited upon confused sentient creatures could have easily been avoided if God exists. It's one thing to create something that can be misused to cause suffering. Someone can drown in a bathtub, but it's not as if the tub has a malevolent purpose or function. But a predator's physical and psychological attributes are aimed at savaging conscious creatures. It's not an unfortunate byproduct, or a misuse of some ability, or a perversion of nature. It's how the system has been designed to work. So, what should we make of this designer, whoever or whatever it is? Typically, naturalists believe that evolution by natural selection accounts for the design of the biological order, at least the broad strokes. Unlike God, natural selection is an impersonal, indifferent, quote-unquote designer. Indifference and amorality seem to be pretty safe inferences. Whoever or whatever is responsible for the biological order is probably indifferent and amoral. What Hume called the strange mixture of good and ill which appears in life is easily accounted for on that view. Those who believe the designer is benevolent and perfectly loving could offer some kind of explanation of the mixture of good and bad, just as those who might believe in a malevolent designer could offer some kind of explanation of the mixture of good and bad. But indifference and amorality would make for an easier fit. Naturalists tend to believe that evolution by natural selection is primarily responsible for the biological order. Natural selection is indifferent and amoral. I mean, why wouldn't purely natural processes occasionally generate structures aimed at producing suffering for non-moral agents? There's nothing really for the naturalist to explain here. We're not the ones who are committed to saying that there's some kind of moral rationale behind the degree, kind, and distribution of suffering that we see in the world. But this kind of natural evil, more so than ordinary natural evil or moral evil, almost seems like a straightforward disconfirmation of the idea that a perfectly loving and good being is ultimately responsible for the design of the biological order. We don't need to make that strong of a claim. More modestly, we could defend the idea that teleological evil in nature, in other words, malevolent design, is strong evidence against the hypothesis that nature was designed, directly or indirectly, by an unsurpassably great being of perfect love and goodness. So this has been primarily based on Felipe Leon's argument, the teleological problem of evil, but there's a closely related argument from Quentin Smith in his atheological argument from evil natural laws. Quote, Not long ago, I was sleeping in a cabin in the woods and was awoken in the middle of the night by the sounds of a struggle between two animals. Cries of terror and extreme agony rent the night, intermingled with the sounds of jaws snapping bones and flesh being torn from limbs. One animal was being savagely attacked, killed, and then devoured by another. A clearer case of a horrible event in nature, a natural evil, has never been presented to me. It seemed to me self-evident that the natural law that animals must savagely kill and devour each other in order to survive was an evil natural law, and that the obtaining of this law was sufficient evidence that God did not exist. In a 2017 interview with Justin Schieber of Real Atheology, Smith explains, Well, I, God 
is all-powerful and all-good, and he wouldn't have created a universe that, that contains animals that can only live by savagely attacking and devouring other animals, uh, which is a horrible way to live. And it doesn't seem plausible that the uh, all-powerful, all-wise, and all-good being would have created carnivorous animals, animals who, who engage in predatory behavior, because that's not something intrinsically good, something intrinsically horrible. Right. I mean, having to, to kill other animals in order to live, possibly killed oneself by other animals. So that fact seems to be inconsistent with, with theism. But the law of the struggle for survival is not something that a, that a, a god would, would create nature to, to be uh, governed by. Yeah, and, and so you suggest in this argument that there doesn't seem to be any anything gained by creating the world in that way that wouldn't also be gained by just having the animals be uh, vegetarians, right, essentially. Right, yeah, right. It seems that if really was a god, that he would have created all animals to be vegetarians, because then uh, you have the good, the good of the animals existing, but that doesn't come at the price of the evil of other animals being savagely attacked and devoured and eaten and the suffering and death of that. You wouldn't have that, but we do have that. And that seems to be a strong component in the evidence that God doesn't exist. Right, and it doesn't seem to be serving any real, any real purpose, as you said. argument, you can see the recent conversation I had with Dry Apologist on various arguments from evil. We spent some time talking about this one, various routes the Christian might take. It's by no means exhaustive, but I do find this argument very convincing, so I wanted to at least issue this kind of opening shot. I'm sure it won't be the last time that I talk about it or debate it. And speaking of debates, I have a debate on God's existence scheduled for Sunday the 26th. The link is in the show notes. So with that, I think I will leave it there. Thank you for listening. I've been Emerson Green, and I'll talk to you next time.